We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. Say it with me. As we take you behind the scenes of the DA show every single week, you can check us out on our normal podcast page, the DA Show's podcast pages and feeds, but also the Permission Granted Podcast has its own podcast feed as well. So we just wrapped up Wednesday's show, and the passing of Little Mo last night touched us all very dearly, so we did a lot on Little Mo today, and we'll continue to do so. I've got some thoughts on how we can honor Little Mo regularly throughout the show from here on out, but Mraz joins me now, and man... I, I knew today was going to be emotional, but I got to tell you, Mraz, at 10 o'clock Eastern time, I really feel like I emptied the tank. I don't know if I've got a lot of emotion left in me. I feel like after those big, long, good cries, you got no tears left. That's kind of how yeah. I feel right now. Yeah, I have uh, you know, the, this weird pain over both of my eyes because I think I just spent the last four hours of the show completely like raising my eyes the whole time I guess trying to fight crying and I'm I'm with you man I mean I don't you obviously handled this with complete class and the only way I knew you would handle it but I am completely emotionally uh mentally taxed the last I guess what over 12 hours now is just Man, is it has it worn on me? And the ironic part is, you know, it surrounds my emotions with Mo, and I just keep telling myself, "What do you mean your head hurts? What do you mean this hurts?" You know, if Mo could smile, you got to keep pushing through. And this is all because I'm emotionally taxed from Mo. It's like a crazy circle that we're in. But uh, that, yeah, that was an emotional show, and and you you handled it so well, and handled it so class, and it just it's it, this is a tough one, man. This is this is as tough a feeling as I've felt since I've known you. It's, uh, you know, the pit of my stomach hurts, and it's just, this is brutal. I know. I, boy, I loved having Jeremy Kahn on the show this morning. I He texted me last night when Mo had passed, and then I started seeing the salutations from the Ravens on Twitter, from Jeremy on Twitter, from the Orioles on Twitter. And, you know, Jeremy had become a really close family friend of Mo's and a really close friend to Mo the last couple of months. 
And so he texted me and we were texting a little bit and I said, Hey, I, I don't know if you're okay to talk in the morning, but if you are, I would love to have you on the show. If not, we'll do it at a different date when you're ready. And he said, no, I'll be up at six 30 and, and whatever you guys need. So I didn't know how it would go. Jeremy held it together though. I know how much it pained him, but I just, I really appreciated him coming on cause it couldn't have been easy. And it was really cool. Wasn't it to, to have all of his, memories and connection to Mo because he's been with Mo like every day for the last whatever four or five months yeah I mean and you know the old saying boots on the ground Jeremy I what he has done is unbelievable really you know to think about you know I mean everybody right I mean this goes for all of our listeners this goes from us Think about how busy our lives are right I mean we often say you know 24 hours just isn't enough you know, we're always tired. We're always this. You know, we're constantly moving. You yeah. know, you know whether it's us on the show or any of our listeners, families to take care of. You know, you heard Jeremy mention his wife. And the fact that as a radio host working nights, and we know what it's like working all of these shifts, and nights are, are tough, man. Like, overnights are really tough because you're never sleeping. But nights are tough because essentially, you know, that is normally family time. You know, putting your feet up on the couch, spending some time with your wife time. And the fact that, you know, he, as Jeremy, you know, is working these nights constantly away from his wife and away from doing this. And and a lot of his free time is spent befriending a kid he only knew from calling into the radio station and, and befriending a mother who is going through more than any of us could ever imagine going through. And to do all of that... And to not just do it and go spend some time with them, but to do it to the point you're absolutely friends with them and you go above and beyond the call of doing things like organizing a show for him to host from his bedroom is just, that is an unbelievable human being. That I, I, I oftentimes like to think that I'm a nice guy. I don't know that I could ever be you know, as nice and as thoughtful and as just open-hearted with your time as, as Jeremy has been. That guy deserves... So much credit and, and and so much, you know, bouquets thrown at him, and he's not looking for any of that, and I understand that, but it was excellent having him on and excellent hearing those stories and just a reminder of, like, what Mo went through is, is awful and unbelievable, and but what, what Jeremy did, you know, to kind of help Mo along the way these last couple of years and especially months and weeks, it's just, it's... It's extremely amazing, and I, I can never imagine being that selfless. It, it truly is remarkable. It is. It was superhuman what he did for the end of Mo's life. And, you know, I've told him this, and I've said it on the radio. I was so thankful, and I think a lot of people are, that Mo had somebody like Jeremy with him for the last couple of weeks here, last couple of months. Not only did Jeremy help fund GoFundMe pages and support financially the family. I mean, he has raised tons of money for Mo's mom, Sanzi, who's a single mom, and helping them out just with so many costs that they have and getting the word out about Mo, et cetera, but also just to have a friend there every single day and you know, not a fellow 14-year-old, like an adult who feels like a comfortable, protective-type person to be around is an extraordinary human achievement. And Jeremy Kahn deserves such an amazing you know, set of, of compliments and honoring because he, he did it without wanting anything back. And 
it was so comforting to know that, hey, Little Mo wasn't doing this alone. Little Mo had Jeremy there every single day and his mom had Jeremy there every single day that I'm with you. I think it was a superhuman effort. For those that want the background on Little Mo, he started calling our show back in 2015 and we didn't know that he was sick at that time, but he had been dealing with cancer since he was just a little toddler. At nine months old, he was diagnosed with a cancerous growth on his retina. They had a they had a remove, and so thus he was blind from a very, very early age. But he called our show because he loved radio. He loved sports, and so radio was his connection without being able to see. So he called our show, and then he started calling 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. He became a favorite of ours, and then he became a celebrity, a local celebrity in, in Baltimore, and the local team started you know, reaching out to him, throwing out the first pitch, coming to FanFest, call a play in the huddle for the Ravens, and his celebrities grew more and more and more that you know, for us, we had kind of a really interesting view on Mo's life, and that was we had known him as just Mo in Baltimore. Okay, Mo in Baltimore wants to talk about the Ravens game again. No problem. We've had kids call in the past. <laughs> But then from afar, we started noticing the little Mo was like becoming really famous, like really, really, really famous. And once you're calling a draft pick on the NFL network for the Ravens, <laughs> you know, with thousands of people behind you cheering, like you've gone to the next level of celebrity. So I don't know about you, but there was there were moments when I'm like, that's our little Mo. And he's a legit famous person now. And I was just wowed by that evolution. Yeah. And it's so funny because in a very, very fun way for, uh, you know, a couple of years there at the beginning, uh, Mo was kind of, a, you know, a radio version of a very friendly rival. Like he would oftentimes team up with you in the quest to crush me in the job <laughs> I was doing. You know, crush me after some of these eating competitions that I should be doing better and this, that, the other thing, wienerships and chicken challenge. And no matter even if I was having, like, a great week of doing stuff on the show, Mo would find a way after his take on Joe Flacco or Manny Machado to turn around and absolutely take me out of my knees. And, you know, a couple of listeners alluded to it and stuff. So it's kind of funny, and I always I always remember those car rides home, as I'm sure you did, you know, almost all the time after shows where you kind of decompress and you think about, okay, was that a good show? Was that a bad show? What could we have done better? I, I think about these things constantly after a show. Maybe I overthink them sometimes. And I know any show that Mo called, inevitably my ride home, no matter what happened, I could have screwed up a sound bite and sound check or the cold open, or I w- could have said something stupid that I wish I didn't say, you know, Michael Jackson in Jacksonville or all of that. I would always revert back to Moe's call and crack up at some shot he took at me. And absolutely, you know me, D.A., you worked with me a long time. I'm a big proponent of if you could take shots at somebody, you better be able to take them back. And there's no bigger you know, self-proclaimed loudmouth and loves poking fun at people. And Moe is the person, the one listener who always, weekly, I could count on keeping me in check and taking a shot at me. So after all of that, if they're knowing Moe is that, like, this, this, who's this punk kid taking shots at me? Okay, I'm going to laugh at him. <laughs> And to know that, you know, here we are all these years later, and you got freaking Adam Jones, who signed a deal to go play baseball in Japan, all the way all the way in Japan getting news of the passing of Mo, making sure he took the to Twitter to acknowledge how much Mo meant to him. That's the same Mo, like I can't I can't comprehend those two stratospheres. Like like Orioles players, I mean you're talking about Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin calling him weekly. Stone Cold Steve Austin is calling Mo weekly. And that's the same kid who was making fun of me on a weekly basis, that is such like a mind-numbing experience for me and something where it's just like I am, I'm so glad that 
I, I guess, was important enough for Mo to make fun of because Mo is way above my stratosphere as far as a celebrity goes. So it, it's really cool in hindsight, and it just it, it is unbelievable, man. I love that kid. Well said. I am in the same boat as you are because you know people on Twitter or Instagram have asked me, hey, if if the Orioles or when the Orioles honor him with something, will you be in Baltimore if there's a statue, if they rename Utah Street outside of Camden Yards for Little Mo, if there's a, you know, unveiling on the on the Jumbotron or and I'm like, well, yeah, of course I would be there. You know, you can absolutely set your watch to it. If that's gonna happen, I'm gonna be there. But I'm thinking to myself, this was Mo in Baltimore that called us right. as an eight-year-old, as a nine-year-old, just to bust chops, as you said, in the middle of the night and talk about the Ravens or the Orioles. And now there could be a statue outside of Camden I, Yards for him? Am I going to be going to to Little Mo Gabba Street when I go to Camden to see an Orioles game? And first of all, I, I, I make this vow. If they do something like this, hopefully it's next year, fans allowed. I am there with you. We'll find a way to do a show from Baltimore, something like that. But that being said, D.A., I don't even think we're worthy enough. Like, we have to deal with, you know, if they basically allow 20 people uh, to take part totally. in the ceremony, you're going to have Roman Reigns to deal with, Stone Cold to deal with. <laughs> Ray Maybe Lewis. Comes back. Right, Ray Lewis, Lamar Jackson will be there. Who, well, who are you, D.A.M.R.S.? We'll be sitting up at 333. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hoping we can even have no some doubt. wings at Hooters in the Inner Harbor after. No it's doubt. unbelievable. Like, we may not even be worthy enough. And this was a call to our show. It's unbelievable how much, uh, you know, he grew on everybody. It's 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 crazy. Ages. I know. I know. It is incredible. And last night, you know, for most of these mothership at the movies, I'm I'm watching them on Tuesday nights, taking my notes and then waking up Monday, uh, Wednesday morning to, to do mothership at the movies. And so I got the news from Jeremy sometime right after dinner. And so, you know, I'm like, boy, I, I'm supposed to watch Angels in the Outfield right now, our mothership movie of the week. But I just I can't I can't focus i can't take notes i can't i'm just sitting on the couch crying with with my wife and so it just was not going to happen and then i was like i got to focus on the show i've got so much stuff i want to play for the show organize the clips for the guys send the emails to the guys to make sure it's all scheduled and ready to go so i didn't get to it but the whole time i'm sitting on the couch kind of a million things going through my mind i'm like and it's Angels in the Outfield. Little Mo got us again. Of all the weeks for us to review a movie about freaking angels in baseball, it is the, it is the morning that we were going to talk about Little Mo. He is cackling, laughing at us upstairs, Mraz, of all the weeks that we were going to do Angels yeah. in the Outfield. It, it, it's unreal. And I was with Bogus where we watched it on Monday to get ahead a little bit. And, you know, not only is it Angels in the Outfield, Angels swooping in to help a baseball team make a miraculous run, the movie does center around two kids that were also dealt really crappy hands in life. And just the idea that, you know, the baseball team is what they turn to. And it, it's so much linear stuff with Mo. And it, it should be known, you know, we get a lot of tweets. Oh, when are you going to do this movie? When are we going to do that movie? You know, we decided about three weeks ago to <laughs> yeah. try to. Uh, you know, kind of like Major League Baseball did, fill out a schedule, and if we have to change it, where we have all our movies basically lined up for the next couple of weeks because, you know, with baseball on, the NBA starting, NHL starting, we just want to be able to, you know, stagger it and know when we're watching movies because there's going to be a lot more for us to watch for work. But this was completely coincidental. I just watched this movie Monday, and 
honestly, I swear to you on Monday, I thought a, bit, a little bit about Little Mo because there's a character, JP, in the movie that you'll see that reminds me so much of Little Mo, just the attitude, the funniness to him and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's crazy that that was the movie picked. Absolutely crazy. And as I pointed out on the show, you know, you talk about the craziness of it. You know, this whole Marlins thing breaks in Major League Baseball, which has obviously been a big topic on the show, and they have to cancel Marlins games till next Monday. And Major League Baseball is completely, like, basically ripping up their schedule on the fly. And because the Phillies were supposed to play the Yankees and the Orioles were supposed to play the Marlins, they've now decided to bring the Yankees down to Baltimore after each of these teams have had two days off. And the Yankees will play the Orioles tonight in Camden Yards, the first game since we lost Mo, And it's I think it's it's almost like Mo laughing at me from now because now we have to go with the Orioles, no doubt, on an emotional high looking to win for Mo on a Tuesday night or the next couple nights, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and they're going to take it to my Yankees. And it's just one last ha-ha, Mraz, I got you. It's just all the linear things that have happened this week. It's it's crazy. It's a really good point to bring up. We had decided on Angels in the Outfield for this Wednesday at least three weeks ago, because we have the rest of July and August all lined up, and then Mothership at the Movies will take a break as soon as September 1 rolls around. We had Angels in the Outfield lined up for three weeks, and little Mo, <laughs> this this young kid, this guy, ends up <laughs> the night I'm supposed to watch <laughs> and a movie about baseball and the Angels. Going, I got you one last time, D.A. <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy, Just, man. Amazing. So it was an emotionally draining show, but it was a really rewarding show. I loved hearing all the clips from Mo. I love talking about Mo. So even though I break down crying on the air, it's not out of pain or anguish. I just love talking about Mo. And I'm going to miss him, but I know that he's upstairs looking out over all of us. And I, that makes me feel pretty good. So I appreciate, Mraz, the words that you said today on the show. And I appreciate, you know, Bogish and Connor and Cap and, and Bilotti. All you guys know how much he means to me, and he means a lot to everybody. And so everybody just pulled such big weight today on the show to make sure it sounded great. And I, I think that we honored Little Mo in a really great way. So that was everybody's yeah. that was everybody's doing today. And um I Yeah, guess and I, I- I just want to add one more thing to this, too, to all our listeners listening that download this PGP every week and are with us, whether it's live or on the Radio.com app and listen to the best of and all of that. Uh, like, we love you all the same in your family, and, and it was never more evident to me, DA, than this morning. You know, basically the first thing I see on Instagram is, is Musa runs the Up the Gut Instagram account posting a nice tribute to Mo, and that's an account – Basically for the listeners of the show, created by a listener of the show to go through the foods of the week and everything. And that's kind of like a unison Instagram page that's really taken all the D aliens by storm. And for them and for Moose to take the time out and, you know, instead of posting a picture of cheese fries or meat dipping something to spinach dip to take the time and honor Mo as well. Just shows how tight-knit our listeners really are with each other and how in this and how we are one big radio family. And I just, I really think a lot of credit deserves, goes out to all our listeners, all the tweets, all the kind wishes in that Instagram post. I really, I found very touching personally. I'm really, really glad you brought that up because I was on Instagram last night and I saw the same thing. Moe's smiling face and his Batman cap on my Instagram feed. And it made me smile. And I realized it was up the gut, as you said, the account that usually tracks your eatings on a Sunday and what you're eating, and Moose just wrote such a sweet note. You know, he said, Mo faced a lifetime of medical struggles from early childhood, but despite all the struggles and curveballs life threw at him, you'd never catch him not smiling or laughing or cracking a joke. His outlook on life was nothing short of amazing. 
He preached positivity. He preached peace. He preached living life to the fullest, and he did it every single day. He met and inspired countless athletes, recently hosted his own radio show, was the first person ever to announce an NFL draft pick in Braille, and just today was elected to the Orioles Hall of Fame as a super fan. Unfortunately, we lost him, but let's make sure he lives on in all of us. In the way that we approach life, the way we treat each other, the world would be a better place if everybody had a little bit of mo in them. I mean, that is just such a spot-on, wonderful sentiment. And I thank, Mo- I thank Moose so much for writing that. And I think you're right. It reflects so many of our listeners who are just such good, salt-of-the-earth, honest-to-goodness, really good people that um, it, it, it speaks a lot to everybody that they care so much about Mo just the same way we do. So that is Side A. Thanks, Moraz, for the kind words. And here is Side B. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B with my compagnandre, Andrew Bogus. We're going to try that one again. Bogey, hello. Oh, hey, your Spanish is getting better and better by the day, or I don't know if that's Latin. Um, I thought it was Spanish, but either way, it sounds really authentic, and that's definitely a real thing to call me. Thank you so much. I really have been working on it. I have been uh, trying my darndest to make sure that I sound a lot smarter when DA is mm. not around because I need to be more mature, Bogic. And I think that's right where we start here. We um, we did a lot of, obviously, reminiscing on side A about, about Mo. But, hey, look, we're here to have some good times and still laugh, and that's what Mo would have wanted. So let's laugh and enjoy ourselves on side B. On Twitter, of all places, where DA likes to crush the amount I tweet and what I tweet, you... And other guys who used to work for CBS Sports Radio, like a James Ward, even a Paul Nano, just absolutely crushing my spelling. And when when I'm correct on spelling, when I'm correct on using big words or definitions such as linear, I it's like I can't win with you guys. If I'm a dope, you laugh. If I come off smart, suddenly I'm the jackass. Well, I mean, but that's kind of the bed you've made for yourself because... You do have an extraordinarily entertaining and frustrating knack of like, and we've all, everybody has a brain misfire, but you're really good at like picking the word that's almost the right word. Like it's there, but it's like the first three letters are off or there's an extra syllable and it's mostly endearing, but it happens a lot. And at times, you know, the other day you and I were trying to have a a, a real conversation about uh, as the Marlins story was breaking, we traded a couple of tweets about what baseball should do and the way people were responding to this. And it was coming off of you. Your previous deep thought was that the NBA should have put a strip club inside the bubble Correct. to eliminate the Lou Williams situ- situation. So like it was hard to go from that to the N- the MLB conversation. And sometimes it's hard to take you seriously when, you know, you're fumbling through the English language, but that's part of why you're a morass. It, that is part of it, for sure. I think that's a compliment. And also, you just complimented that my Spanish is getting better. So clearly, there are strides now being made. There's no doubt about it. Now, the other thing I did right. Just don't work on, too hard. I don't want you to make any more mistakes than you have to. Remember that. Well, and see, thank you. See, this is why me and you have done such a good job. Such a good job filling in for D8 in summer. It's chemistry, Bogish. I would argue I have better chemistry with you than you may have with your wife. I think that's that seems to be very clear here this summer. I think that I have obviously mm, been entangled you. with you on enough shows. Would you say that's a fair comparison? I wouldn't, but but proceed anyway. <laughs> okay. 
Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, that became a very big deal earlier in the week when I made the quote, the harder you work, the more mistakes you make. And D.A. laughed mm. and laughed and laughed. And they couldn't believe that on the poll question, most people on Twitter and Facebook absolutely agreed with me. And then, of course, Kaplan was a genius, came up with the Derek Jeter graphic of tapping that sign, the harder the work, yeah. the harder you work, the more mistakes you make. And I, I don't think that on the show I was given enough of a platform, and, I, and understandably so, to explain what I meant. And I wonder if through explanation you could actually understand what I mean. We credit all the time the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that go down the field with two minutes left, how calm they were under pressure. Wow, we couldn't believe they got the job done with that much pressure on. And that's exactly what I'm talking about here. I am not the kind of guy, if I had the ability to play quarterback, that with two minutes left tie game championship on the line, I'm not going to Eli Manning this thing versus an undefeated Patriot team. And the reason, the reason that we're so surprised and credit those guys who do things like that is exactly that quote. Because for the most part, for Every person, the harder you work, the more pressure you put on yourself, the more mistakes you give, you open yourself up to, and then make mistakes. Now, DA's argument would be, well, if you're putting in the work, that means you know, you're going to be better at something. I'm not saying putting in the work. I'm saying like actually grinding yourself to a hard work, wearing yourself down to the point you know, where you're overthinking things and fidgety. You're going to make mistakes. I don't think that credit was... I don't think that quote I had should have been something we've been like, oh, come on, nobody does it. And I think that is why Twitter and Facebook completely agreed with me because it is true. A lot of times for a lot of people, if you grind yourself down and the harder you work, you're going to open yourself up to more mistakes. Yeah, I mean, so that's not what I thought you were saying the other day. So I, I will give you that, but it still seems to me like you're using this fear of adding mistakes to not work hard, which I think should have been like the follow-up question to the poll question. It also, we got a tweet along the way during that conversation from John Wooden and, um, you know, paraphrasing it, it was basically like, you can't well, make mistakes if you're not tr- has, has John Wooden passed a long time ago. I have a hard time thinking he was tweeting the show. You know, no, no, no. We were said to tweet, but that was attributed to John Wooden from decades ago about oh. you can't make mistakes if you're not trying, something along those lines. And his point was mistakes are okay, keep going. Your point seemed to be I don't want to make any more mistakes, so I'm going to stop. And I think that is the problem that both me and DA had is that it was another way for you to check out. Like instead of instead of me trying, you know, nine out of ten at my job, I'm gonna just sit here right now. I'm gonna idle at like six and be in this sweet spot and not mess anything up. So I think like the fact that you were not full on quitting, but just kind of as I said, staying afloat in the mid-range of effort, I think that's where the humor and the um, whatever frustration there might have been by you saying that. But because I, I still I, I see what you're saying now, but it still seems like a cop out more than anything else. Well, hold on here, but don't DA now is going to blame me for that? When in reality, it's the truth. All the guy has done, not all he's done, but a lot of what he's done is when I make mistakes, he crushes me for it. And a lot of the mistakes that I have made along the way have happened because I care so much and work so hard. I mean, take, for instance, the misspelling of uh, Beningo the other day where I tried to call out Kaplan for it. Now, was I trying to pounce on Cap because he had made a mistake Friday and I wanted him exposed in front of DA? Of course, because that was my evil intentions. But 
That being said, if I didn't care, wasn't working hard, didn't actually care about the graphic, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to correct them. So there I was actually going the extra step and then opening myself up for a mistake, and I made one. And that is my point. The harder I work, the more mistakes I make. Right. So again, we're back to I'm not going to work hard because I'm going to make mistakes. And this is a terrible example. You didn't do any effort. That's why you got burned by trying to call out cap because you didn't work hard. The right path to be set on the air was to Google it to see how Joe spelled his name. And then if it was wrong, maybe just texting Cap personally so that you didn't call him out in front of everybody. But your laziness was just to go, hey, Cap, I think that you spelled it wrong. And by the way, I I couldn't get this in on the show, but the message was, Cap, I think you spelled Beningo wrong, which was basically saying, Cap, you spelled Beningo wrong. On the air, you try to put in all these extra qualifiers like, I think maybe it's possible— as if you were no 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 that's not good enough that's how you that's how you soften soften what you thought was a legitimate knock on him you thought he spelled it wrong you weren't thinking out loud that maybe it possibly could have been spelled wrong you attached i think to just be like to lessen the blow you presented on air as if you were just maybe possibly you didn't get this right you thought he was wrong even though the fact that you've been around joe and seen more official paperwork with joe's name on it than all of us well aside from pete but certainly more than cap and da and me like you should know how to spell beningo which is a whole other argument that in 2020 you're the one that should probably know the best aside from pete how joe spells his last name because you actually have worked for wfan on multiple occasions and used to do a show that came on after joe's show which you had to see his name spelled there too so that's a whole other side of the argument and to go but to go back to your original point this is not an example of you heroically working too hard and making a mistake because of that don't don't use this one again that's why i said I think. And just to taunt me, almost like he's listening to the PGP, I am sitting here. We are taping this pre-Thursday show right now, pre-Thursday show. And Kaplan takes our video meet where he's setting up for the web stream and completely has me, instead of staring at you, staring at Amy with a mask around her neck hosting a show. And that is Kaplan's (laughs) way of getting back at me for calling him out. Bogus, that's going to do it for us. If you're listening to this on Thursday, we will be hosting again the DA show on Friday. The Summer of Love DA continues. You can follow Andrew Bogus. Bogus, what do you got on Twitter? At Andrew Bogus. And you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well, where I might post some cute selfies of me. You never know. Feeling cute. Might delete later. At Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 